Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job by investing in real estate so you never, ever have to work a job again. And just like the board game Monopoly, we invest in real estate, and we eventually grow from land into houses, into hotels. And today, we're going to start at the very beginning in talking about land investing and how you can make lots and lots of money flipping land. Like, I kid you not, instead of flipping houses... Flipping land, even leasing land, even getting passive income from land. It's super awesome. I'm bringing on a fantastic expert who's going to show us how we can do this as well. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, what's going on? I am super blessed, as always, to have you here on the show with me. And I absolutely loved playing Monopoly when I was a kid. You know, the board game Monopoly, you go around the board and hopefully you land on good properties that you can buy. And then you buy that property, put a house on it, build a house, you know, pay money to build a house. And then people would land on it if you had land. And then if you had houses, and you start making money in rent, which is great. They start paying you money. And then the goal is to eventually, obviously, get as many pieces of property as possible, build houses, get more and more houses, and eventually bulldoze those down and put on a multifamily or like an apartment complex or a hotel. Now, I've been blessed. I've been investing for a while now. Actually, 2006 was when I first started investing in real estate. And I didn't start with land. I jumped right to the house, which is actually fantastic. You can easily do that. And I'll give you an example. If you have bought your own house, if you bought one house to live in, you get a mortgage broker and a realtor and you put them together and you buy a house. Well, for investing in real estate, it's that simple. You just do it all over again, except you put a tenant inside there. Obviously, I'm making it so much more like, you know, broad overview. There's so many little steps in there. But if you boil everything down, that's literally all it is getting a property. And then we find a property manager. Remember, we build the business first. And then after building the business first, the experts do the work for us. And then we put a tenant in there that actually the property manager does that. Now I've been blessed because if I've been doing this for so long, now I jump right into multifamily. And so I was blessed and I always wanted to play Monopoly in real life. I, this last year, was able to invest in hotels. It's actually in Missouri. Got two hotels that is doing fantastic. They're going great, but I invested in those, and that's a blessing to be a part of that. So I'm playing I'm playing Monopoly in real life. Now, what I'm also doing is I'm teaching my kids. My kids are playing Monopoly, and I've showed them how to play Monopoly, how to build and, you know, build their business up, getting the right properties and all that sort of stuff. And that's what we do as real estate investors. And I'm literally teaching my kids. We play cash flow quadrant or the cash flow game for kids. And now they're going to start learning the bigger, you know, the adult version of cash flow, basically getting cash flowing properties. 
cash flowing investments that make us money every single month so we don't have to work that dead end job now the expert that i'm bringing on today he is a fantastic land investor and when i first heard about investing in land i thought you know what that like just rural land out in the middle of nowhere how do i do that no there's there's more than just the rural land out in the middle of nowhere there's actually lots of places to invest all over the country and if you do this right you can actually invest in real estate and buy land at a very, very low cost. Imagine these are people that might have inherited this land that their grandfather had, and they're just like, what am I going to do this? I have a tax bill. I have a big tax bill I got to pay for. The city is telling me or the county's telling me I got to mow it because it's a fire hazard. Let me just get rid of it. Well, what these land investors do, and what my expert's going to share with us how we do this we invest in land. We buy that land for, let's say, 10% of what it's probably worth, and then we turn around and flip it and make a lot of money on the flipping of properties. And they say, these my, my friends, my land investing friends, say it's actually so much easier than you think it is. And here's a great thing, you know, with Master Passive Income, we love passive income. And it's so awesome having so many friends that invest in real estate that'll tell us like, how do we get passive income from land? Well, you buy the land, you sell it on a note to a land, another person that wants to buy it, which is a, a loan on it, a note, which is long-term payments, and that makes passive income, all this great stuff. But th my friends, these people that I meet podcasting, investing myself, I find other investors. In fact, I've been calling lots and lots of sponsors for the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference, and I'm getting so many contacts that I'm like, you know what? You're a fantastic business. Let me send you to my students so that they can get loans through you. It's just great having a network, being around a community of other people, even just being in contact with people. So I'm bringing him on my expert. He's actually going to be speaking at the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference. He's going to be helping us to understand land investing. And this is going to be a fantastic way for you. If you need to start making money investing in real estate, a lot of people think, let's flip a house. Well, that costs a lot of money. Imagine buying a piece of land and maybe spending $500 for it, but then selling it for $15,000. Trust me, that's not unheard of. You can actually do that, and my expert is going to be sharing this with you. I want you also to come hang out with me and my friend and all my other 45 other expert investing friends at RubeCon. Use the promo code PODCAST. You need to be here. Use the promo code PODCAST. Get 10% off your ticket. It's going to be here in Phoenix this year. And next year, it's probably going to be on the East Coast. I'm looking at a couple of different cities. It's looking pretty awesome. But every single year, we're going to be putting on this conference because investing gets better when we gather together to help each other out. This is a no sales pitch conference. It's all about you. Three days of amazing time helping you to invest in real estate. You need to be here. All right, let's jump into today's show where I'm bringing on an expert real estate investor who's done this like I guess hundreds of times, but also coaches lots and lots of people. I have Travis King on the show. All right, here we go. Travis, great to see you, and thank you so much for being here. Hey, Dustin, thanks for having me. Yeah, happy to uh, speak to your listeners, and that um, I am all my my mission is to free people of that job. I believe that it just kills. I mean, we could spend the next forty five minutes talking about that, but I, I I believe that jobs just although they serve their purpose, and sometimes you need substantial overlap you know, to build up that like side income to allow yourself to safely leave that J-O-B. At the same time, I believe that ultimately that should be the goal because I think people will realize just how creative and how inspired they are 
when they start building their own darn empire instead of building somebody else's. So yeah, um, absolutely happy to hear that, that message you're sharing with others because it's been life changing for me and I'm, I'm energized and feel like a whole different person um, getting up and, and putting in hours in my own kingdom and not for somebody else. And that's, that's the beautiful thing about being financially independent. Now, a lot of people might say, you know, I don't want to quit my job. I love my job. And I'm like, that's great. You have the choice to be able to continue to work there. You're not forced to work there because you have to be able to provide for your family. And let's say life changes in five years and you don't want to work there and you want to do something else, serve the community, whatever it might be, you have freedom. That's what we try to go after is freedom. Now, Travis, you invest in land and on top of that, lots of different real estate like avenues from residential to whatever it might be, um, subject to to um, uh, even uh, also subdividing properties, lots of different things. But you didn't start there doing investing in real estate. Talk to us a little about your backstory and what got you in uh, basically started investing in real estate. Yeah, well, the first, the genesis or the the what got me started is going to sound real familiar. So I'm going to preface it with that. But it, it trust me, it's going to go a different direction than you think. <laughs> so. So I got my start in my early 20s after reading Rich Dad, Poor Dad, right? So probably the first guest who's ever said that, right? But the trouble was for me as a young, ambitious, naive 20-something, I did not study it or master it, okay? I used it as a little bit of rah-rah motivation, similar like going to a seminar and then going, I'm going to be an investor, right? I didn't really study it or the principles in it, which are sound. I mean, love Kiyosaki, right? But I used it more as like that motivation to blindly go out and speculate, you know, and keep in mind, this is like 2004, 2005, right? So <laughs> everybody already knows like where, where this is probably going to end, right? Or where this is headed with, with the year. But for us, it was um, a young guy, um, really, really good pay stubs for early 20s. And the same with my fiance. Um, I grew up in Montana. I was living in California when I met my fiance and we were both, you know, working down there and both had really high paying jobs, completely different industries and employers. Um, But I was using those pay stubs to buy single families. And it was kind of the plan to like buy one every two years. Right. But I was really trying to um, wasn't to buy and hold. It was more I I was speculating. Right. As things were going up, we know in the 2000s or 2008. Right. Things were really going up. So I was buying with the intent of flipping and speculating, you know, like things were going to appreciate. And I got caught buying some properties, kind of if you look back at the Zillow, the price history, let's say like the peak of the peak, right? (laughs) I mean, like somehow I managed to hit that pinnacle peak of the peak and and bought some properties there. And then within a three month period, my wife and I both... um, both lost our jobs like so that you hear like oh eight recession but we were in california at the time and and i'm although i won't you know not definitely not my home state that's where i was residing at the time so don't hold the california thing against me listeners there but um uh met my wife so it served its purpose but um we were in california and and when you hear oh eight recession california kind of led the nation right so it was more like you know early oh seven right so like in oh seven we both lost our jobs in a matter of three months um, at no fault of either one of us being we were in our 20s and not married, no kids. Honestly, we were we were both logging in 60, 70 plus hours a week. Right. So, I mean, we were stack ranked really high, but it was just that's what happens in recessions. Right. So we both lost our job um, in that kind of plan I had of like being this amazing real estate investor. 
you know, Warren Buffett kind of has that that great quote about you don't really know who's naked, you know, till the tide goes out. You don't know who's exposed, I guess, let's say, right? And that I got exposed as being naked completely, like as an investor. Um, it just blindly went into it buying houses with great pay stubs on adjustable rate mortgages, right? Yeah, so that ended in a disaster. And that after we we both lost our jobs, um, we weren't able to secure new one, let alone comparable ones or comparable salaries, but new jobs, just because everybody was, you know, everybody's kind of getting mass laid off at the same time. So we relocated back to Montana where I'm from. And that's kind of where we entered a little bit rebuild, but also a little bit retreat mode, you know, and, and that um, I started, got married, started a family and, and kind of entered that, you know, that uh, lifer W2 mode, that job of like, okay, um, I took it real hard, that loss of like thinking I was going to be a real estate investor. And then we, I dealt with a foreclosure and I refused to like file bankruptcy or anything. So I carried a lot of debt that we would, we would then pay off over the next several years, hundred percent pay everything off. Right. But it hurt it like emotionally it hurt. Right. So I kind of left feeling a little bit of PTSD from trying to be a house investor and spent the next half a decade just getting up, going to work, you know, um, still dreaming, still thinking, trying dozens of different side hustles, um, but still interested in real estate investing. And then eventually, fast forward, that's when I stumbled across land through podcasting. But it all started with like going down the the house avenue. Um, and it was just really, you know, um, young, naive, and then obviously timing, right? Like I, I don't, now in hindsight, I don't, I, I don't, feel bad one bit and that I see heck billionaires lost 40% of their net worth in the 08 recession. Right. So I shouldn't judge myself too hard, but at the time it took a lot of wind out of my sails and took me, certainly took me a while to like get back into real estate investing. And when I did land is, is kind of what, what I came across because I felt like it had really low barriers to entry and wasn't near as much risk. Right. I wasn't tying up near as much capital on a, you know, on a, a, single family or multifamily property, I could buy these real cheap properties and get started kind of small. I really wish I would have started looking at land a long time ago. I didn't even thought that was even a thing. And uh, I, we have a mutual friend, uh, Seth Williams of RE Tipster, yeah. and he's a great guy. And just seeing the things that he's done with his land investing and then his students, as well as um, just other land investors that I've met through podcasting and all that sort of stuff, like land investing is it. I mean, it's not the the end all be all, but it's so awesome. Like you said, I mean, you could buy properties, locations, you know, land for a very, very little amount of money, then resell it and make a good amount of money on it. I mean, you really play a monopoly. And that's actually kind of funny. I was literally, am literally playing monopoly with my kids. We're in the middle of a game. We started last night. You know, it takes a yeah. long time. So we're, we're paused till, till tonight. But you're playing Monopoly. You're starting with land. Then if you want to, you can build on it. You can eventually get to where you own like real estate and actually making more and more money for you. So I absolutely love the idea of vesting in land. So and if we were to – now let's, let's jump to the idea of starting with land. But then eventually we're going to work our way to where we can use that either the land or the money from the sale or whatever it might to get into residential, maybe even get a multifamily apartment complex. But how do we – really just start, start investing in land? Because that just seems foreign to most people, especially like even me, like I've never done it before. So how do we get started in doing that? Well, yeah, let me back up and answer one. Let me jump. I got to interject something there. When you said Monopoly, right? Like I I, I got to be honest, I kind of stopped listening to you. Because once you said Monopoly, I'm like, there we go. All right. <laughs> no, uh, 
But so Monopoly, the cool thing with land is it kind of allows you to be the banker, right? When you're playing, when, why is it that the banker always wins, right? When you're, whoever's playing Monopoly, since I was a kid, right? The banker always seemed to win. I don't know. That seems fishy. But anyway, um, like everybody wants to be the banker. So with land, that's a, a beautiful thing about it that people don't realize. You think flipping, right? You think chunks, you think cash. But what people don't realize, because there's kind of this stigma that I feel like is maybe residue from decades and decades ago, but kind of the stigma that land doesn't cash flow. Okay. And I want to pause for a quick second and share that. Honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years. And I did that, accomplished that at 37. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin and Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate. Get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L, to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find an area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job. I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. I think that's really like pre-internet, okay? With with uh, the ability to this for sale by owner websites or even Zillow or anything um, to position land and sell land Land actually sells on payments really, really well, especially rural vacant land. Okay. So when we talk about monopoly, like in building, like building up like this empire of notes, um, when people think in terms of single family or multifamily, they usually talk about like cash per door, right? How much am I making per door? Okay. Well, there's no doors, right? There's no roofs. There's no doors with land, right? So that's an advantage. And there's the other beauty is we're not dealing with tenants, right? Or repairs. So but we still, if we call it per door or per parcel, we can still cash flow. So you pick what your target goal per door is. Maybe that's 250, 500, I don't know, whatever it is, right? And then you just say, that's what I want to cash flow per parcel, per piece of land. And we treat it similar to how multifamily investors and single family investors do per door. So for me, we we sell a lot of land with seller financing. And we cash flow 250 is the minimum to 750 per parcel when we when we create notes. Okay. And I think of it in my mind as, as per door. Right. So so that's how, like with land, you written monopoly, it kind of becomes a game because you are location independent and you're investing in these different states that you don't have to go to or be, but you're really building up this portfolio similar to Monopoly, where you've got cards, you've got pieces, you've got games, but like you're not physically going to an asset or owning assets, right? It's really like you're you're kind of pushing paper. You know, you're buying something via a deed, you're selling it on payments, you're service, getting the notes serviced. So for me, it, it kind of is like, and I love Monopoly as a, a kid, and now I've got three boys, right? So I love Monopoly, and it really feels like grown-up Monopoly, right? But with real, real money here. So so for us, I, I absolutely I love it because it, it's that balance though of like um if you're selling a lot on on payments or seller financing, okay, you can potentially end up like note rich and cash poor. 
So there's a, you know what I'm saying? So because when you get a down payment, you might get 30 to 50% down. But let's say you paid 50 to 60% of market value for the land. And then you got to pay a realtor some commission to sell it. So you might be in the negative a little bit, right? So it might take you nine to 18 months to get back your initial money. So if you're selling too many on payments, which this is something that my wife and I bumped into, like we got three years into the business and we had almost 500,000 in land notes, right? And 14,000 a month of recurring revenue. We had less than 10 grand in the bank. And it was like the situation with with no like, you know, uh, no college degree, no business acumen, right? Just having been an employee and just kind of just creating this all on our own. We didn't see that plateau or that cliff coming. Uh, we just knew we were cranking out notes one at a time. And essentially we were, we were spending all our cash and we had this big note portfolio that wasn't liquid. So, you know what I mean? So it's interesting, like any business, right? Like there's the success, you, you bump into these ceilings, these walls. But my point of entry, that's what you'd asked about, like, how do you get into it? For me, that's what attracted me was, was when we started, um, I, I suffering from that PTSD from the the for you know the recession and and foreclosures and house investing. My first stint, I was really really uh, deliberate and maybe more than deliberate, really hesitant to get started in my next venture. So I was like, okay, I've got to start really small. So we actually started by buying off online auctions. So I'll give your listeners a great tip here. So there's a website. You don't need to buy any courses or do anything to access this site. It's called bid, the number four, and then assets. Bidforassets.com is the first website we ever bought a property off of. So it's an online auction. You know, when, when counties go three to five years and people haven't paid their property taxes, these counties, they don't want to build out their own website or run all their own auctions. So they hand it over, right, to this auction platform um, to run it for them, right? To sell the properties off for them. So this is where we bought our first property. And we bought our first property for $500. And then we sold it on eBay for $2,500, right? And then we proceed, and that's not a lot of life-changing money, but it was like very much like- Well, we it's a proof of concept. Ten. You actually got it like, hey, this actually works. That's the word. It's proof of concept. And that's what we were looking for was proof of concept at first. And then how do I get to where I'm kind of playing with house money and not our own money? Right. So that's you're just right. So we started very small and started buying these five hundred to thousand dollar properties that we would sell for twenty five hundred to five thousand. And we just did that till we built a little bit bigger snowball. Right. And then we just continued to do that until we were cranking at a rate that we kind of stress tested what I could handle while working a job. You know what I mean? We were doing so many transactions while working a job that they were go, okay, this is, we're capped out on transactions. So now we got to start doing bigger deals, right? At a zero, do bigger transactions because we can't increase our transaction count. So we started small. So that's really long winded answer to your question. Like somebody could start as simple as just buying cheap tax delinquent properties on an auction site. And now the concern there is without, as you know, without as an educator and trainer, without education and training, people don't know what landmines to avoid, right? So they might buy a property that's in a flood zone. They might buy a property that's too steep of slope and is not buildable, right? They might buy something that has physical access, but not legal. 
So you really do need to like, you know what I mean? I just gave you a resource to buy properties for under market value, but there's still more to it, right? Like you've got to know just like walking a house or knowing repairs or renovation, you got to know how to inspect the foundation, right? Not just know the house is, is, is cheaper than market value. Same thing with land, right? But, but that's a, a place for people to start. That's one of the cheapest ways for people to get started because there's no, you know, um, marketing cost of like direct well, mail there's or like setting up a business, right? Sending out mailers, all that sort of stuff, which costs yeah. a lot of money up front. And this is a great website that you can be able to utilize really, really quickly. Yeah, it, it, you, it, you can go down some rabbit holes when you get there. So when you get to that site, you just go to county auctions, okay? And then now you're in the right spot because you're going to find cars, jewelry, all sorts of things on this auction site. But you want to go to county auctions. And the interesting thing is there's also a number of states that run their own independent online auctions. So online auctions, you could spend your career in them. We spent our first year, that was a part of our strategy, our first year. And then honestly, we kind of felt like, it was almost like we got there at the end of this best kept secret, you know, and then it felt like more and more people were learning about it. And then instead of getting things for like 25%, people are starting to bid up to 75% of market value. So we would spend a lot of time and energy like researching properties for auctions. And then people would bid them up so darn high that it felt like not a good return on our time. And, and we felt like for us direct eventually direct mail and cold calling and texting and some of these other channels were worked better for us. It allowed us to be more targeted and target everybody. Um, but, uh, but it's absolutely a platform, right. To, to identify areas and to identify properties and, and to buy without that, all that setup of like, you're saying like a business, because everybody wants to sell a course or sell education. But so it's easy to position things as, yeah, this is easy guys. But it's still a business like it's still a business and there are marketing costs right with anything um the trick is just to to make sure that you're targeting um high enough value properties that the margins you're going after make sense because you can well even you start just sending knowing... mail or spending marketing you can you can pay for a stamp targeting a five thousand dollar property you can pay the same price for a stamp targeting a fifty or hundred thousand dollar it's going to cost you the same for the marketing. So that's kind of the, you know what I mean? That's kind of the takeaway that a lot of people overlook. They start with little money, so they go after cheap deals, but they're actually spending the same on marketing than I am. Totally. Right? And Targeting when you think deals. about it, yeah, when you think about what you're doing as you're buying properties, you're looking at the value that you could potentially buy it for. You're like the bidforassets.com and you're looking at this is how much they're asking for. Just even knowing how much it could be potentially worth, that takes training. That takes understanding. You can't just, yeah. oh, I hope it's going to be worth twice as much or whatever. There's so much more that goes into it. Now, uh, Travis, when you talk about finding that there's lots of different ways at bitforassets.com is a great way. Um, Direct mailers, great way. You and I know, um, actually, I've interviewed uh, Jesse Kwong, who has uh, software services that you can actually get and hopefully get people traffic to. There's lots of different ways to find properties or locations and, and land. But now once we find and have uh, a land deal that we could potentially go after, how do we make sure that we're not going to lose money on this deal? Because that's one of the first things that most people, I would think, and obviously definitely me, I'm like, I just want to make sure I don't lose money and potentially make money. Obviously, the more money, the better. But how do we make sure we're not going to lose money when we're investing in yeah. land? And then that we're going to transition to once we have the land, how do we then turn that into long-term generational wealth? 
Yeah, absolutely. So that's like a seven part question, Dustin. So I'm going <laughs> to, so I'm going to work through that. I'm going to unpack that. Um, but yeah, so the, so starting, um, starting out what I'll, what I'll start with, and this is, I'll kind of share our story and how I realized this is the most important part. Okay. So when we first started targeting areas at the time, this was about 10 years ago and you, there weren't several data sources or, or let me call them list sources for people. There weren't places to go to get your list of who to target. Nowadays, fast forward 10 years, there's all this incredible prop tech companies where you can, you know what I mean? There's seven different places I could send you to pull your list of houses or land and that they've owned 10 or more years or they're in probate, right? This wasn't like a, a B2C single user license situation like 10 years ago, right? When I started, so we actually had used like the county parcel viewer, like the county website, and we actually buffered and exported as Excel, like, right? And, and pieced together, we built a manual list off of the county website by drawing circles and then exporting to Excel. Thankfully, you don't have to do that now, right? Like I say, there's several amazing data sources. But my point is, um, I kind of looked around where I'd use what we would call the copycat method nowadays, where I just look to see what other people were doing and that, that seemed to have good websites and presences. And I copied them and I reverse engineered them. And I went to their areas. I saw what they were selling for. So I knew what I should buy for. And, and honestly, this for about the first two years, this copycat method that I call it worked great for us to get traction. We had these two really large subdivisions in Northern Arizona that we just kept going back and, you know, fish the holes dry, right? And we just kept, we knew exactly what we could buy for, what we could sell for, and we bought everything we could, right? In like a year to two year period. And the tr this is when all of a sudden I realized I wasn't this amazing land flipper. I was just fortunate enough that my some of my first campaigns, I got traction and I found good areas, right? So now we start to go into new markets, Dustin, and I'm spending all this money on direct mail and these test campaigns, and I'm not hitting anything, right? Like I'm not buying anything from anybody. And then I find an area where I think I do and I buy them. I buy several properties, but then I list them and no, but there's just no interest. There's no demand. So, you know what I mean? So all of a sudden I kind of realized, and this is a couple of years in, like, wow, there's more to this than just buying land at a discount. You actually need on the disposition side, you need to look ahead and make sure there's a demand for what you're buying, correct? So to flip something, to truly flip, there's two pieces. There's acquisitions and dispositions. Well, I was looking through the lens of like acquisition only. And that's the trouble with a lot of education and courses out there is they'll teach you how to buy land at a discount, which a lot of people right now might be even super skeptical that that's possible. Well, trust me, it is, right? But that the, the reality is that's half the battle. That's half the course, right? Like, so you can buy land at a discount, but you're going to end up stuck with that if you don't know how to, um, you don't know how to research markets and pick markets where there's a demand to resell in. So I really dug in on the data piece of identifying strong markets where there's a demand and there's not a high inventory, right? So I identified those two things. Where are there, where's like the absorption happening, right? Where they're, they're absorbing more than is being listed. So I started to really dig into the data piece of how to pick a market. And once I had that figured out, once, you know, once I had that piece figured out, that's what allowed me to move from market to market and really like build like kind of like a 
the difference between throwing some ingredients together and then finding like really establishing a recipe, right? Once I had like a recipe for choosing a market, I, I then started moving market to market and it was working everywhere, right? So I now had like this repeatable process and then it just became about capital. Once you get good at acquisition, the next problem is always money. So we we ran out of money, right? Buying all these deals and selling them. Um, and so that's where we had to solve that problem. And I find outside money, you know, other people's money because land has always kind of had a stigma and and until recently there weren't a lot of um sources like for hard money right within land so if you said house or house investing it makes sense to people and has for decades right but as soon as i said land like all interest was lost like because banks hard money lenders everybody's like oh land's that stuff you get stuck with and doesn't move right so, so it really, this was a challenge for me. I read all these like raising money books and how to raise capital, blah, blah, and spent a couple of years and finally connected with some guys that would rather just put up the money, right, on the deal than, than run a land business themselves. And once we solved that market selection piece and that like outside capital piece, it was like land investing on steroids. I mean, it was like, seriously, like we in a 24 month period just went nuts, because it was like we had, it took us years and years to figure it out. But once we knew how to pick a market, we knew how to value the land. Like you're saying, that's kind of the that's really why the whole opportunity exists is because like if we want to talk about the value of a house, we could go to Zillow.com, Realtor.com, Redfin. We can go to seven different data points and they might know they might not know the custom upgrades that you or I did or Mr. Homeowner did. But between those several zestimates, let's say, right, those values, we can kind of get close on a price per square foot for that house. Land, you can't, okay? So that's why land, like, that's why you don't have all these iBuyers in land. There's not an algorithm that works nationwide for valuing it because there's not always a correlation between the county assessed value and the actual market value. So because there's not a correlation, that's where your opportunity exists. But that's also why, like you said, we said buying off auctions, that's actually one of the biggest skill sets is knowing how to appraise or value land, okay? Because that's the same reason, like I said, you don't have all these eye buyers in it. And sometimes it has to be individually valued and can't just be based off of like houses. Like Houses are so much... Yeah, they're so much easier because you got the comparables of what has sold. Yeah. This type of home sold for this much, and so this is, and then people use that as okay. I just agree that I'm going to utilize that as the comparable value. Land is totally different. Now, how do we from this? Is there a way we can transition? Because you know, if we sold the land on a note, eventually they're going to pay off the note and they would get the property. Totally fine. That's just a, you know, obviously a business model. And if we, we buy land and then we sell it, hopefully you get some cash so we can buy something else, buy more land or 10th or in exchange. How do we then create now generational wealth from this land investing? How do we now transition to other types of real estate investing so that we can eventually just pass on this wealth to our kids? Yeah. Excellent. Excellent question. Because it's, it's, when you start out and you're teaching beginners or helping people or even us in our early journey, that's where you're at. It becomes more about creating cash, creating cash flow, right? And then once you have once first, it's like I say, I tell people like income at first is a problem. And then like income becomes a problem, right? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? When you start making money and then like you said, you want to push it into these assets that are generational wealth and anything with roofs and sticks, right? And structures, 
they're going to give you way better. That, that's where that, that's the one argument where land versus houses, right? Is you don't have great like tax depreciation, right, on land. So pushing like running a land business, there's a lot of synergy in running both. Like if you run a high cash flowing land business and you parlay that into single family or multifamily, okay. Um, Because as an investor, it typically takes 20% or more down unless we're getting creative, right? Like just if we say it's conventional. So pushing land money into houses makes a ton of sense. And it's honestly where a lot of like people like coach after like year two, year three, that's what it starts. The conversation starts to become like, hey, obviously, like if once people understand taxes, they realize you can't pay yourself a $500,000 salary, right? You may think you can. But once you understand tax, you realize you just can't do that. So it becomes more about like paying yourself a reasonable salary and then putting the difference into something like you're talking about, like what you call generational wealth. So so I think land and, and houses or multifamily pair really well together because land provides that cash. So I've got a couple of clients that they run the burst and I'm sure everybody's familiar with the Burr method on your, your listeners. They run the Burr method. Well, not a problem, but a challenge within the Burr method is, is the renovation piece costs money and it takes time. And, and prior to the refinance or, hey, look at refinance right now, interest rates, right? So there's there's that time piece with the Burr method, right, of the renovating and the refinancing. Um, and it can leave you with each property. You can end up down a little bit in the negative on the cash front, right? So so I have clients that kind of use their land flipping business to fuel or fund their Burr method business, which is more long term buy and hold rentals. And I believe that's just a it's a beautiful like marriage of two strategies. Um, now, starting out, it might be challenging unless you're already running the Burr method. But longer term. Um, Cause that's usually I'll coach somebody up a couple of years and then they go like, what's next, right? Like what's next. And that's where I'm like, well, I think for you, this is what's next. Like you're saying, Dustin, creating generational wealth. Um, so you can have all these, the, you can run land as like cash flips and, and just focus exclusively on cash sales. And it's going to provide you like these mountains of cash once you get good at it. Um, and you can push that into houses. Or you can focus on collecting land, selling it via seller financing and collect what I call mountains of cash or streams of income. You get all these streams of monthly payments. And that's what covers operating expenses, right? That covers everything that's predictable. Um, and you can use that to pay down your existing rentals, okay? So it, it, it's, uh, although I know a lot of guys that are in land like to position is like land is better than the houses or land's more blue ocean. Because I feel land is way less competitive. That's not even, honestly, that's not even an argument. Nobody would argue that. But I don't think it's like land or houses. I really feel like, because that's what we're doing, right? Like you you marry the two together um, and you can end up with an incredible, yeah, net worth building strategy. Like you said, generational wealth. And that's where I've got three boys, right? And hopefully more to come. So like, it's not just about like a door per my wife and I, right? Or like, it's like about building, like you're saying, generational wealth. So it's it's a problem we had to solve for ourselves. So it's it's a my my students get that you know advantage. It's a byproduct of me solving the problem for ourselves 
And now they get that benefit too. And that's the great thing about it for anybody who is looking to invest in real estate. Now you can definitely go it alone. You can listen to podcasts, get books and all sorts. You can obviously go alone, but if you get somebody like Travis or myself or anybody that, that actually is an investor that's currently doing it, that we're going to share you share with you what we're doing. In fact, with my students, um, just recently, I said, "Hey, I found an a good company that I do business loans with, and I'm using them myself. I'm just going to put it in the in the, the membership so you guys can use them too. Like I'm just sharing what I'm doing yeah. so you guys can do it, and I'm also sharing how I've done things wrong. Like don't do it this way. Like learn from my mistakes, which is so awesome. Now, Travis, you also coach people how to to invest in land and show them how you've done it and, and the, the systems and procedures. Talk to us about how that works. Like what's the, what's the process of somebody joining with you and then getting their first yeah. land deal? Yeah, absolutely. So when I started, obviously I started as somebody commuting to my job, listening to podcasts, becoming aware, right? And that might be exactly where somebody is right now, that like awareness. They're just now hearing about it. So what I tell people is uh, anytime you want to get on something new, it's like awareness is just the first piece. You've got to take some action. That's the difference between me and the other guy that heard the same show and didn't do anything. And he's still at his job, right? So it's like you've got you've got to take some action. But what when I started doing it, what happened was as I became what I would call like an advanced investor, right? Long before I ever thought of educating or training, I was in communities, I was in forums, and I was mainly like reading and extracting until I felt like I was in a position to contribute, right? And that's when I started, like, I'd see people post questions. And I'm like, oh, I remember having that question here. I'll just throw them a quick Loom video and solve their whole problem in minutes, right? And so it really became, I became, honestly, it kind of became a problem for a little bit. I became more interested in, like, being on these forums, answering everybody's questions and solving their problems and getting my brain picked hours per day than I was, like, working on my own land business because I, I just found, like, it was fun and it was fulfilling, so that's where it kind of started. And it just kind of led into like, I would help somebody and then they would tell a buddy, right? Or then somebody else would reach out to me. And, and just for boundaries and for bandwidth and time, it became okay. I've kind of got to like formalize this and set it up more as consulting. And, and at the time I was, I mean, I was still giving it away, but it was really just more to like qualify or identify people who are actually serious, right? More than anything, then I obviously make way more on our flips or our, our deals. But I did that just to kind of like say, okay, if you're serious, then you're willing to pay, right? And we started that. And then kind of what happened was as I would help somebody, I would guide them and coach them on how to like target a certain property or find a deal. And it became a situation where I'm like, okay, here's, let's go after these properties. They're worth 110, 120,000. Let's offer about 50, right? And let's and then I had a student get a deal. And then it's it's like, hey, thanks, Travis, man. Everything worked exactly as you said. And I'm like, awesome. They're like, one problem. Um, I don't have 50 grand laying around, right? <laughs> it's like, so that so that like organically, like the coaching began organically from helping people in forums and communities I was in, and then funding and JVing with like, I guess you'd call them students, right? Or other investors at the time, same thing, like organically came from a place of giving and helping. So for me, Dustin, it's, that's why it's completely been like a blessed and be blessed journey. It's because it was never like set out to be like, oh, hey, like some people like here's the persona, here's the guru, here's what I'm going to do. It's just probably like your journey, right? You just start helping people and sharing your knowledge and then people come along for the ride. And all of a sudden you have this community of people that identify and relate to you. 
right? And that's kind of like how we've we've organically built out what we have in the education company. So what I what I tell people now is what what I did say is once I became like I guess an educator and I had to acknowledge it was I said, you know, if, what irritated me when I got started was I felt like all the content was gated. So like anytime I had a question it was like, well, buy the course and you'll find out. So I was like, well, if I ever do this um I'm going to have create a lot of free content, right? So that I, you can at least get oriented first. And then I realized how much work it is to create content, right? How much time goes into behind the screens of doing this. But long story longer, I ended up creating actually like a seven day land flipping challenge. That's a hundred percent free. Okay. Um, hours and hours of like getting to know Travis and getting oriented with land and the possibilities of land. And you don't have to pay a cent to go through it. So if people just go to like our website is travisking.com. And from there, you'll see we've got a number of uh, products and offerings. But I think a great entry point for people, again, like I said, it's 100% free as we have a land flipping challenge. It's a seven day challenge. And then we also have an informational webinar where, you know, where you can kind of get oriented in like what is land without having to, to get out the credit card and buy a course or invest in coaching or something like that. And, and that's just a good spot to start. Um, and by the time you get through that, you have a feel for me. Or, or a feel for land. So I think that's that's the best, definitely the best spot to start. And it's something we spent the last year working on and building out. Like we recorded the challenge in a studio and we, you know, we really wanted to do it right and really wanted to deliver value, not just throw up some quick screen shares, right? So it's 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 solid information for somebody looking to get started for free. That's that's great, man. Now it's it's terrific. I definitely love the idea of land. Now, if I wasn't so busy with so many other things, I would definitely be a land investor because it's just it's it's. I love all types of investing, multifamily, land investing, yeah. storage units, single family homes, Airbnb. Like I love all of it. It's all good. You just have to make sure you're with the right person or people, like mentors or community, whatever it might be, that know what they're doing. So, Travis, this has been terrific. So much great insights. How else can people find you? Maybe uh, reach out to you online or connect with you. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You can check me out on the social stuff, but I think travisking.com is the best spot to go. From there, you can find any you know social links if that's your thing, or or you can see everything we're doing from there. Um, yeah, it's like you said, land. There's so many avenues you can take within real estate, and the interesting thing is, even within land, there's all these sub niches. So you know, some people might um, like subdividing is one of my favorite plays, right? Where you you get, as we all know, it's hard to find a deal. So if you can find one deal and turn it into four or five sales or dispositions, right? Like subdividing is 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 Justin. It's it's like the closest thing to printing money or alchemy I've ever come across. Subdividing is insane. Like it's it's incredible. And I've got some awesome case studies and testimonials from students who on their first subdivide, right, cleared a hundred grand. So I mean, subdividing to me is one of my absolute favorite because you can you can like I said, create five parcels out of one, right? And heck, you, that you know, when I started doing it, Dustin, we were really focused on seller financing and notes. So we actually would we would subdivide one parent parcel into five for the whole purpose of creating five notes, right? So you know what I mean? So talk about a, a growth hack. Um, so yeah, even within land itself, although it's an asset class, there's a lot of avenues inside of it or sub niches that people can um, explore or, you know, um, within land. So yeah, I absolutely love it. But I'm like you, the, the problem really is only like bandwidth and um, hours in a day. 
because uh, I could talk about this stuff and the other asset classes all day long. So yeah, I appreciate you having me and, and letting me evangelize land a little bit. Absolutely, Travis. Thank you so much for being on the show, man. It's great getting to know you. And hopefully the audience will be able to take advantage of that that free seven-day class or a challenge and everything. And hopefully get to be excited about land investing. But Travis, thank you so much for being on the show, man. You give us lots of great value. All right. Thanks, Dustin. Appreciate you. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my Real Estate Wealth Builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys. We'll see you in the next show. See ya. See ya.